What's up, Fathom fam? We're so glad you're here. Just want to give a quick reminder about our Church Center app where you can stay up to date on all of our messages, events, and groups. You can also find us on YouTube, Instagram, or Facebook. And while you're there, make sure to also request to join our Fathom Family Facebook group where we post daily encouragement and reminders about upcoming events so you won't miss a thing. We hope to see you there, but for now, we're going to jump right into the message. So good to be here. There's literally no place I'd rather be in the world than right here worshiping with each one of you. Um, As I just today, I just reflect on uh, my own mother and my mother-in-law and my grandparents. I've told many of you we we lost one of my grandmothers. Uh, we've been blessed. I had them all until just a couple weeks ago when we lost my dad's mom. And, and, um, and so we've just been really reflective on this great legacy we've been given. All God-fearing women who, uh, and then both my mom and, and my mother-in-law are both pastors' wives and have led with just such grace. And so I, I just honor them for who they are. Um, I honor my beautiful wife and mama bear to this house. Um, you know, that, that idea of a bear, like that, that is how she is over you. If someone wants to talk junk about you, she will claw their eyes out in the most godly way that you could ever imagine. Like she will not, she is a fierce protector for you and prayer for you and defender of you. And so I, I just honor you for just how awesome you are. Um, and man, I just, I look around the room and, and I'm just, I'm blown away by just uh, the women of faith in this room. I really am. Uh, you're just mighty women of God, just all of you. You're just incredible. It's, it's incredible to watch. None of you are perfect. Hate to break it to you. We'll tell you you're perfect today. We all know. We'll say that today, and you'll prove us wrong tomorrow, but uh, I say that in the most loving way. No, God's grace and, and hand is so much on your life. And know that as your pastor, I see that and I honor that. You have so much within you given by God, the grace of God, the word of God, the truth of God. Don't let it, I know it's hidden in your heart. Let it come out of your mouth. Continue to pour that into this next generation. We need it. We need it. We need your encouragement. We need your exhortation. We need your prayers. We need your faith. So many of us were in this room because of your faith. We're in this room because you kept praying for us. Come on, somebody, anybody just say, I'm, I'm a witness to that. Come on, anybody. Mom and grandma prayed for me, and, and we're here. Um, so thankful for that. I, I want to just provide a, a short word today, but um, uh, on passing on sincere faith. Not passing on religion, but passing on sincere faith. Uh, I, I was thinking back when um, Taryn, uh, we had just had Beckett. Beckett was in his first year. What's up, Beck? Yeah, big smile. He said, what's up? I remember when he was a little baby, and he was a great little baby. He was an easy sleeper, went down real, real easy. And, um, but once they hit teething, all bets are off, right? Once we get to that, it's like, you know, you never know what's going to happen. We hit uh, that section, and there was this little lullaby thing called Rockabye Baby. Any parents ever use Rockabye Baby? Super cool little thing. No one knows what it is. Awesome. Um, but it's like, like pop rock music, um, but they put it to lullaby. So there was one night, Taryn tells the story much better than I, in which it was just a hard, hard night. Any moms ever had a hard night, right? You probably have many of them. She was having a hard night, and the lullaby, the little rockabye baby, so it started playing cold plays 
Uh, nobody said it was easy. And she just like, it's like God picked that one out and just said, I see you, sister. I see you, daughter. No, no one said this would be easy. It's so, so hard uh, what you do. And so we honor you for how you've lifted us up. And as we just laughed and reflected on many of us being in this room because of our moms and grandmothers praying for us, I started thinking about this one scripture, and this won't be my main text, but it's what got me down this lane. Um, in, in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5, and Paul says, I'm reminded of your sincere faith, speaking to Timothy, his spiritual son. He said, I'm reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that first dwelt in your grandmother, Lois, and your mother, Eunice, and I'm sure it dwells in you now. Like, I just love this reflection from Paul that the faith that's in you didn't get there on accident. It got there with intention and by a spiritual impartation. And that word sounds super creepy, but it's super biblical. An impartation, it's a passing on. It's a giving over. And sometimes we think it's like an impartation. It sounds like some kind of mystical thing. But I think in many ways, it's deeply spiritual and deeply practical. It's a passing on of our faith, giving what we have and moms and dads and men and women in this room, whether you're a parent or not, uh, you have an opportunity to pass on a sincere faith to the next generation. And I want to turn to a text. I'm going to read nine verses out of Deuteronomy chapter 6. And then, uh, and then we're just going to wrestle with a few ideas as we lean into passing on a sincere faith. Uh, going back to Deuteronomy chapter 6, let's read it together and we'll reflect. Now, this is the commandment, the statutes and the rules. And the, the Lord your God commanded, that the Lord your God commanded to teach you, that you may do them in the land which you're going over to possess it. I want you to catch this real quick. Go back to that. These commands that God gives us, we don't understand right now why he's giving us these. Anybody never quite understood why your mom said what she said? She told you the things she said to obey. We didn't understand it now, but it's not for where you're necessarily at all the time. It's for something down the road. It's for the land you're going to possess, the plans that God has for you. Verse 2, and that you may fear the Lord your God. Any mamas or grandmamas ever put the fear of the Lord in you? Uh-huh. I saw one yesterday. We drove up behind. I, I'm not condoning this behavior. But she was putting the fear in the Lord and her flip-flop in her children. She was, boom, boom. You better behave. I was like, have mercy. Glad I'm not in that car. Uh, you and your son and your son's son. You, you, your kids, and your grandkids. By keeping all his statutes and his commandments, which I command you in all the days of your life, and your days will be long. God's going to give us legacy. Be uh, here, therefore, O Israel, and be careful, be diligent, pay attention to what he's saying, that it may go well with you, and, and that you may multiply greatly. And as the Lord, the, the God of your fathers, has promised you in a land flowing with milk and honey. And here we come up on the Jewish Shema. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul, with all your might. And these words I command you shall be on your heart. And you shall teach them diligently to your children. Teach them diligently to your children. And you shall talk of them when you sit in the house, in your house, 
when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and, a, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. And you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. I'd encourage you to continue reading, but that's where we'll stop it for today. Just a few quick ideas on passing on a sincere faith. Again, whether you're a parent, whether you're not a parent, whether you're a single adult, whether you're a child today, you can live out these principles of passing on a sincere faith. First, a sincere faith is serious about obedience to God. The Jewish Shema begins with the word hear or listen. And when a mom or a dad says, are you listening to me? I need you to listen to me. What we're saying is we're not saying, I need you to actually physically, like listen. No, no, I need you to listen so that you will obey. The two go together. And so many of us, we find ourselves in a routine, a religious routine, that we miss out on this. We listen, we hear the sermon, yet we never move to obedience. It never changes anything of our life. It never causes us to act. But if we're going to pass on a sincere faith, we're going to be serious about obedience. He says, be careful to obey them. Be careful to obey the instructions. We were, we were laughing uh, a couple of days ago as we were doing some work around the church. Fred and I were, were laughing about, uh, we were trying to, Fred was trying to put something together. I'm calling him out. Um, but I, I acknowledge that I do the exact same thing. When men are reading instructions for something, we'll read like the first two pages and we're like, I got it. I got it. We don't carefully read the instructions. Anybody resemble that? Any fellows resemble that statement? We'll figure it out. No, no. It's usually the ladies. It's usually women who are like, no, let's read the instructions. Let's read the instructions. Let's really obey uh, what it says. We're careful to obey. And, and we need to be serious about our obedience to God. And what, what spurs that on is the fear of the Lord. So that's what he says. In your fear of the Lord. But we need to have a proper and appropriate amount of fear of the Lord. Knowing, like as so many of us, we fear man so much more than we fear God. We do. We fear our boss more than we fear God. We fear the, the mom group more than we fear God. If we really think about it, we, we find ourselves so consumed by the fear of man, the fear of woman, of what they will think about you or won't think about you, and we do not operate from the deepest sense of, no, I actually fear the Lord more than anyone or anything on this earth. More than spiders? More than the cucaracha? Like, more than any of them. We fear the Lord. So I want to, it's a deep reverence in my soul when I tell my kids, obedience is not optional. It's not optional for us. And so many of us, I can see it in my kid. And we also say obedience is what? Obedience is the first time. Parents, lead your children in this. It's not the second, third, fourth time. Because they're going to be more prone to rebellion. We are to correct them and say obedience is the first time. You are to, to listen. You're not always going to understand. This is actually teaching them how to trust God. And I know we all want to be friends and we all want to do it, but our, our job is to teach them obedience. But we've also got to live that, be serious about obedience first to God. If they don't see us obeying God, truly obeying God, and we're just pushing off his commands, pushing off his, his ways, then, then I, 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 we shouldn't be too surprised when our children drift from the truth. 
when our children run from the truth, we should be serious about obedience um, to God. Uh, the second thing I, I think it's important if we're going to pass on a sincere faith to the next generation is it must be built on love for God, like genuine love for God. What does he say in verses four and five? Love the Lord your God with all three tiers of our human dynamic and our makeup, our heart, our spirit, our mind. I don't have time to break it all down today. I'm trying to preach quickly. But each one of those, he, he's talking about our mind, our will, our desires. We're loving God. Do you love God with your desires? Do you love God in every part of your being? Okay, well, some of us maybe, I, I love him up here, but d- does it make it to our might? Does it make it with our energy? Like when we actually don't, no, no, God, I'm going to love you, God, in my body, in my physical body. I'm going to honor you in that. It should be built on love for God. See, to really understand the fear of the Lord with the whole, the to, to totality of Scripture, I think we have to, to really understand 1 John 4, which if we look at it, we'll really think, well, the Scripture says two different things, that we're to fear the Lord, but also that perfect love casts out fear. I think that Scripture brings into light the depth and the beauty of what the fear of the Lord is. Because the ultimate reverence and honor for God is the same thing as perfect love for God. But what, what John tells us in 1 John 4 is that the emotion of love is greater and actually cast out our, our motivation is no longer fear. I'm worried about what will happen to me if I don't obey God. No, no, it's I actually obey because I love God and I trust Him and that is my motivation for obedience. So a life that's built on love for God. Um, Luke chapter 7 is a beautiful passage. Jesus is sitting with the Pharisees. Oftentimes we see Jesus cracking the whip on uh, Pharisees and really calling them out, calling them a brood of vipers and just calling them out for their hypocrisy, all kinds of things. This time Jesus is just having a meal with some Pharisees. And this woman comes in and um, she's a mama with some baggage, if you will. She, she's a mom who's not proud of the life she's lived. She knows she's turned her back from God at every turn. turn, at every turn. So she knows that she hasn't always been Uh, the best version of herself, but she walks into this room with a bunch of religious men and she finds herself kneeling behind Jesus, weeping, like losing it, like uncontrollable weeping and she's just crying. And as she she just begins to just cry, she begins to just wet Jesus' feet with her tears. And she had a a jar of expensive perfume that she poured out on Jesus' feet and she just think about just how intimate this is to a total stranger, so to speak. She, he, Jesus knew her. But she begins to wipe his feet, his dusty rabbi feet. Begins to wipe them with her hair, this perfume in her own tears. And the Pharisee is like, hey, if this man was really a prophet, then he would tell this woman to get up out of here. She should not be touching this rabbi if he was really a prophet. And Jesus says, no, no, no. This is what he said. He said, no, 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 those who have have been forgiven little loves little. This woman has been forgiven much. Therefore, I tell you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven for for she loved much. But he who is forgiven little loves little. See, this is where we operate of our love for. This is what we need to pass on to uh, the next generation. It's not that we're perfect moms and dads and adults. We're not. So there's no point in faking it. In fact, I can't tell you how often I apologize to my children on the regular. Every single week, I'm apologizing to them about something. 
They know their dad's not perfect. They know their mom's not perfect. But I pray that they'll know that he who has been um, forgiven a lot loves a lot, and we love the Lord, and that his mercies are new every single day. I, I love that song we sang earlier, every rising sun, a chance to give God worship and praise. And this woman got it. She got it. Though she was sinful, she, that, that it drew her to Jesus. And, and Paul says in Galatians, should we keep on sinning just because grace abounds? Of course not. No, we should leave our sin behind, but we're called into this life to, to operate out of love for God. And, and let me just go ahead and say that love for God is going to be passed down, but not just our love for God, but our love for God's people, our love for God's house, our love for those made in the image of God. If they don't see you loving your neighbor, there's going to be a, there's going to be a block. If they don't see you loving the house of God, there's going to be a block in passing that down. If they don't hear you talking about loving the body of Christ, as difficult as that is at times, if they don't hear you talking about that, there's going to be a block for them. And let's begin to move those blocks out of the way that they may excel and grow in their love for God. They may come to encounter. And the faith that we pass on will not be a religious one. It will be a sincere one. And so many seeds. We, we've, we've seen so many young children and students baptized in the past 12 and 18 months. Praise God for it. It's incredible. It has so much to do with what you're doing at home and the incredible volunteers that make um, our, our next-gen ministry happen here. Um, but we've got to continue to do our part to pass it on. The final thing that I'll say, and the band's going to come and, and, and sing a song of, of blessing over you today, is that a sincere faith is not only going to be serious about obedience, not only going to be built on a foundation of love for God, but it's going to be passed on through consistency. It's passed on through consistency. As I was reading this passage, verses 7 through 9, the word and shows up a lot. Can we go back to that real quick? Uh, verse 7 through 9. Uh, uh, I'll pull it up right here as well. I may grab it there here in just a second. Um, impress them on your children, and you shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on your doorposts of your house and on your gates. The word and is showing up because, because God is trying to get into the heart of Israel that you can't just take your kids to church and hope it turns out all right. You can't do a little devotion once a week and hope it, they turn out all right. We can't do our best to teach them to be a good person and hope it turns out all right. No, God's called us to more. He's called us to more. And it's going to be passed down through consistency. Not only in what we teach, but how we live. So much more is indeed caught and taught. You've heard that before. But watching, we're passing it on. It's and. I, I love the beauty of this scripture because it takes something deeply spiritual of teaching our children um, uh, the word of God and the truth of God, loving God with all of our heart, mind, soul. It takes that into the very practicalities of the car line and the bike ride and the bath time. And throwing the football. It all matters. It, it, it's, not, it's not just time. It's consistency over time. That's faithfulness. That's how legacy happens. That's how a sincere faith built on love, serious about obedience to God. Not, not because we're afraid, 
but because we love Him. Like He's been so gracious to us. And we just live that out on our sleeves, parents. Not perfect. But the God who is perfect sent His Son to die for us. And it's because of His great grace and mercy in our life that we just return it all back as worship and praise to Him. You tracking with me today? There's all these practical moments. I could, I could spend another hour just talking about the practicalities of life and, and how difficult this is when we've got all the short-term priorities of making lunches and getting the snacks out the door, wiping butts and all that fun <laughs> practicals of being a parent. I won't tell you which one. But... Uh, one of my children used to, my alarm in the morning used to be one of my children yelling from the bathroom, wipe my butt. <laughs> wipe my, it was like it was on my phone. It was just going off. We have these short-term urgencies and priorities to, to take care of. In the middle of all the things that we got to deal with in the short term, we can't lose a picture of the long term. We can't lose the meaning of what we do in the short term matters in the long term. Do it consistently. Don't get tired of telling them the same story or testimony. Don't get them, don't get tired of, of reading the same verse over and over. No, we need to be reminded. They need to hear it because this year they're going to hear it differently than they heard it last year because God's growing them in his knowledge and his understanding. And so I want to invite you to stand. I'm going to pray. And then this, this band's going to lead us in a beautiful song of blessing. It comes out of Numbers chapter 6. It says, the Lord bless you and the Lord keep you. And I, I love what Numbers, the very end of Numbers chapter 6 says that when this is, God says this, God gives Moses and Aaron this prayer of blessing to pray over God's people. And Numbers chapter 6 says that when they say it, it is as if God has said it to you. And so the way this works, when Someone wants to bless you when someone wants to pray for you. You listen and you discern and you make sure it's in keeping with your spirit. And if you agree with it, when it's over, you say, amen. I receive it in Jesus' name. And I want you to hear, as they sing this, I just believe it's, it's going to be God's blessing over your life. Just receive that blessing. Okay, let's pray. Father, we love you. We love you for just who you are. Hey, you show us what it is to be followers of you, God. So you show us what it is to be a loving parent, to be a loving um, a child, to be a good mother, to be a good father, a good brother, sister. God, you show us what that is. Would you guide us deeper into this today, God? Would you stir in our heart and posture us in such a way that we will live a life of just radical obedience, obedience that doesn't even make sense to our kids at the time, but God, through it, God, you will honor and you will bring blessing. That we may have long life and eternity with you. God, I pray today, God, that you would just help us as a body to always be operating out of love, out of your love, not out of our anger, not out of our frustration. God, as hard as it is, would you help us today? We confess we need you. God, and today, God, just remind us, quicken us in our daily life as we're bogged down by all the short-term things that just carry our attention. Would you just, would you just settle into our spirit, God, that the long-term matters and we got to invest in the long-term today if we're going to pass down a sincere faith. We love you today, God. We give you praise. Come on, receive this blessing today. Thanks for listening in today. 
If you've made a decision to follow Jesus, we want to celebrate with you. To connect with us about what your next step with Jesus might be, or even if you need help figuring that out, you can text the keyword FATHOM to 97000 anytime and follow the prompts. You can also go ahead and type in the search bar of your podcast app, Fathom Beyond Sunday, and there you'll find our new podcast. You'll be able to listen in on some really great conversations, just taking the truth of God's word from our Sunday sermon a step further, talking about how we can apply these truths to our everyday lives between Monday and Saturday, not just on Sunday. We love you, we're praying for you, and we hope you'll tune in again soon.